When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. guys, welcome back to the Savage the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Buffalo. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, here as we jump into the NFL offseason. Dylan, as we always say, it's never boring. And um, although right now, not a lot happening, but uh, as we know, there will be a blockbuster trade of some sort to throw everything uh, out the window on that sooner rather than later. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, we usually do this in the offseason at this point. We start to look ahead because uh again the nfl never stops and um when it comes to looking ahead you know we we certainly project out who could be the the top teams and certainly won't know until free agency and the draft is over but dylan that is the basis of this episode because uh even for the top teams they still have needs they need to address and uh, that is what we're going to do here with uh some of the top teams uh projected at least heading into the uh, 2022 season. Yeah, it's a good time to reflect on kind of bigger picture stuff here when still free and seeing the draft, especially the draft a little bit of ways. Uh, not as much news. The biggest thing, I guess, happening today, Kyler Murray's agent releasing that statement. I'm sure you took a look at that. It was, it really, it was I mean, yep. if, you, if you took the time to read it, it was very long in all caps, which doesn't make for a great experience <laughs> on the eyes. But, uh, yeah, a little drama still going on there, still a little weird stuff. But outside of that, yeah, we're just kind of waiting on some of these decisions from top quarterbacks, primarily Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm sure that will have a drastic impact on one of the teams we're going to discuss today in terms of the teams of the top Super Bowl odds But uh, for next year. But, yeah, uh, that out, obviously compared to if, if we went down this list too far, we get to teams that would have so many needs that we it wouldn't really make for the most uh, probably interesting. Uh, you just you know you'd be cycling through three, four, five different things. All these teams need to add as you get too far down the list. But with these top eight teams here, we got I believe four from each conference. Even if the AFC, you might believe has a, a little better group of uh, young quarterbacks in the NFC, still someone's got to get there. Um, obviously, not as many weaknesses. Uh, things that we still think they should be able to address, though, uh, whether it be in free agency, as we always usually talk about the the adage about you know filling your needs in free agency the draft just drafting the best players available that doesn't always exactly happen team we're not going to talk about today the chargers for example i could see them absolutely taking uh, a run plugging a defensive tackle someone that really fills a kind of need that they need but outside of that and same with the bengals you might look at them as a team that uh offensive line is going to be a focus in both the draft and free agency but yeah, um, not a t- not a ton of needs for all these teams, but ones that you know you can't expect everything on your team to stay as good as it currently is too. So it's really important that you you know maintain and kind of still always look at ways to improve, even if uh, initially after maybe the twenty twenty one season we don't see the same needs that are probably going to end up popping up a year from now. Yep, that is uh, usually how it works. And um, all right, let's talk about some of these teams. Um, let's start with, you know what, let's start with the Rams, because I think that is, I mean, it's only fitting, right, to start with the team that is the reigning Super Bowl uh, champions here. So 
let's start with the Rams because that's an interesting one. I mean, I think we we all knew what the, the needs were last year uh, in the offseason. I think that was uh, pretty clear, um, and they they seem to fill. <laughs> The voids there. Uh, I don't, I don't want to knock anyone, Dylan, but you you know what I'm talking about. We, we knew that there were some some issues that had to be addressed if this team wanted to to make a Super Bowl run. Certainly they did, but you know going into this off season, I think it's pretty obvious. One of the themes we talked about, um, you know, with Andrew Whitworth, and I think we well, we had that discussion last off season too, I assume. But um, you know, certainly the offensive line, if this is going to be kind of the the cornerstone of the team in terms of we know what their offense is capable of and I think that's one thing that you quickly kind of point to with this team especially you know specifically at left tackle um yeah. heading into next season knowing how important that position is for especially an offense like this one they have a yeah kind of, it's you know Whitworth in the left tackle and obviously that having him the last five years since Sean's been the coach last six I mean actually since 2017 I mean they've it's really been a crucial part of how they're able to build up behind Jared Goff and then obviously still uh, to this season with Stafford there Joe Noteboom have filled in great when when Whitworth was out but he's also a free agent so there's a lot of different things even though he's had limited action he's younger hasn't had as many reps maybe some teams look at the lack of uh, those, those snaps actually being a good thing in terms of the wear and tear not being there as much for Noteboom and so yeah but we're still I mean I thought he was going to for sure just retire right after the season as of now he's still kind of deciding he had the mention his discussion with Wayne Gretzky about the only thing better than winning one uh, championship is winning two so he, he still has some probably some desire within him to, to come back I just don't know at this point how that would happen it just it would free up a ton of cap space for the Rams as well but obviously they'd still love to have him back if he if he does come back but assuming he retires um, that's definitely a position they need to figure out the offensive line in general they have a lot of guys hitting free agency I believe Austin Corbett is also going to be a free agent uh, this season Brian Allen is center so I mean they have a lot of guys that they really would love to bring back and it might be a little tough Corbett in particular I think of there I, I you know I've said how many times this podcast I wish they had drafted Creed Humphrey they won't have to worry about the center position would have had one of the best centers in the NFL right off the bat but uh, that is definitely obviously this team uh, on the defensive side has players they'd love to bring back in particular Von Miller uh, definitely the, the needs still there probably go more so at linebacker I, I think that Ernest Jones has played really well but outside of them they don't have a ton of depth for that spot the same way um they probably they, there are a lot of free agents coming up Darius Williams another guy at corner uh, so you want to have a second if, if they're able to resign him that's great if not uh definitely that second corner spot becomes the biggest need on the defensive side uh, in my opinion but uh offensively it has to be the offensive line all the great things they did this year are in part because of their line ranking really high I know they didn't run well in the Super Bowl they've kind of fluctuated uh with their interior presence overall but I think that is going to be and should be a number one thing for them to fix up I know everyone wants to bring Odell back I want them to bring Odell back but you do have Robert Woods coming off of his injury should be healthy before the season easily and they they have the skill position players probably in place um depending if they can restructure with Tyler Higby I think he's definitely a candidate for that given his contract at this point but uh none of that matters if you can't block and they have a lot of longer developing plays um, that, that really rely on those guys in the middle of the, the line. And for all the things that didn't do run, in the run game, they had a fantastic game uh, pass blocking, only a couple sacks. One where Cam Akers in the Super Bowl chipped uh, Andrew Whitworth right at the beginning of the game. Other than that, they were pretty lights out. And that has to be the spot because no matter what their defense does, if they can have a top-end offense, maybe even year two, even take another step with Stafford and McVay, then they're going to be putting up a lot of points. And no matter if the defense takes a step back, they still should be a contender this year. Yeah, it's like I know Rams fans don't forget this, and obviously we've talked about it, but it's like 
I do feel like there's probably some people out there that forget that like Robert Woods is on the team. And <laughs> it's like, you know, they just won the Super Bowl without Robert Woods. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's just, it's crazy to think about. Um, because, you know, again, we all we had kind of talked about was just the duo of Woods and, and Cup. Mm-hmm. And of course, Jefferson was coming along and you had Odell in the mix. It's just, yeah, what a what a wild uh, assortment of, of options there for them offensively. But like you said, uh, certainly uh, the line, very important for this offense, and uh, that is one that we will keep an eye on with the Rams as we uh, talk about them moving forward here in the offseason. All right, Dylan, before we get to the other teams that are probably you know projected as the, the favorites to win it mm-hmm. next year, let's talk about the team that was right there with the Rams, and that was the Bengals. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is I – th- I think this one um, – not all that difficult <laughs> to figure out. You talk about uh, if, if we were going to rank these from easiest identifiable uh, areas of need in all these teams we're going to talk about, I think the Bengals would be at the top because they have the most glaring need of anyone else. And uh, all you had to do was watch Joe Burrow fall to the ground and understand exactly uh, what the Bengals need this offseason. Yeah, it's uh, offensive line. It's it's not even close. It, I wouldn't say it's as you know. We saw in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with the the Chiefs how dominant Tampa Bay was able to be with the, some of the guys that got injured along the line for the Chiefs. And yes, that was a primary storyline. The Chiefs attacked it. They provided a blueprint for the Bengals. But I think this was, I mean, clearly a worse line than what Kansas City even had uh, injuries. Really, or the reason they struggled uh, moving forward last year for uh, Cincinnati. It's just this was always something where <laughs> Burrow was able to elude pressure inside his pocket movement was ridiculous and finally caught up to them uh, when they you know they hadn't gone all year as we've talked about with five straight drives without scoring until those final five drives of the Super Bowl all the different things that could have happened if they just get one decent drive to go there they might have been a different result for them uh, obviously they still feel like they're going to be a contender next year but long term next year whatever it is like if you want to keep Joe Burrow on the field and, and not have these injuries keep piling up as they already have and all the sacks he's taken you have to address this so I mean they have a lot of cap space they got to attack it the same way Kansas City did some combination of the draft and free agency there it is fortunate they are in a year where there's a ton of really talented free agents um obviously we talk about teron armstead on the last podcast we look at guys like ryan jensen brandon sheriff morgan moses there's a lot of guys they could bring in there and, and i do think as we've talked about previously too uh, the joe burrow effect is real i think there's going to be guys that would have never or not never but would have not maybe considered cincinnati unless they the money was right um previously and now it's become kind of a place where uh, a lot of guys are probably going to want to play for for joe and uh, and experience what is, is going on there and all the things that they've built with that culture in cincinnati so yeah offensive line I, the interior in particular uh, i mean you can look at right tackle still as a need we'll see if jonah williams i'm assuming he's going to still be there whether he's playing left tackle or if they do sign someone like armstead having to move to right tackle or even guard who knows but um outside of that Man, you got they, the good thing is like you don't have to have, and I've seen a lot of this kind of commentary about even teams like the Rams and other teams uh, with uh, competent offensive lines. You don't have to have a bunch of superstars. You can have maybe one, two, but if they just they should be able to with their cap space and all the depth of this draft in the middle rounds um, and, and the free agents available to utilize that cap space, they should be able to piece together a pretty solid group how quickly they come together i'm not sure if it makes a huge difference as long as they're not uh two of the worst guards in the league uh, statistically um pass what pass rush win rate uh you know run block they had a little bit run better run blocking than pass blocking last year obviously but uh still um i just think that if they fill in a certain number of those needs all the talent on that team is there for them to be contending and have 
our top offense. I'm not expecting the defense to just stay as as solid as it was. It's hard, really, uh, you know, year to year to year to maintain that kind of level of play. But I do think they have um, a, a great a deal of continuity with the coaching staff and on the defensive side of the ball, both sides really. That is going to make a big difference there. Um, and I think on that side, they do already have some guys that, you know, bringing guys like Jesse Bates back is going to be really crucial. And some of the other freedoms they have there, I even think Eli Apple can make a case, especially the price range he might be at, that they should bring him back and what he can do. But I think no matter what, it's similar to what I'm talking about to the Rams. If, if, if your defense is just fine, uh, you still are going to contend if you have one of the top five, six offenses in the NFL. And I do think both these teams have that capability again next year if they just uh, keep their offense line for the Rams' sake uh, at the same level and for Cincinnati, if they can uh, just figure out a few new guys. They really don't have to be stars. They just have to be uh, good enough. And I think Burrow will be, uh, you know, being able to go, get to his second, third reads, and that only takes Cincinnati to a different level. We see the games when they played against teams with worse pass rushes. They put up like 40-some-odd points when the Ravens were had guys that were injured. I mean, they're, they're pretty unstoppable when you give Joe and the uh, time and, and those receivers time to run double moves and things like that down the field. All right, let's go to the team that um, I picked to win the Super Bowl this past year. It didn't happen. Of course, uh, the Bengals denied that. That is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an interesting one because, I mean, I would think you would look at, you know, still some unknowns on defense, who's going to be on the roster and those kind of things. And, um, you know, one thing, I, and I did see some people bringing this up, and I find this interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, wide receiver is an interesting spot just because – like you, you have had guys that you know certainly like Demarcus Robinson, Pringle. Like we've seen, McCall Hardman had a pretty, I think, kind of. I don't know if I don't even know if it's called like breakout season. We know he's been capable of, but yeah, I wonder if like that's one of the things too for the Chiefs. I mean, I think the defense is probably the bigger thing. Fill some of the gaps that they could have there, um, you know, at, at a couple of different positions. But I do wonder too, like, what does that look like knowing that you do have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and it's like I wouldn't say that's one of their biggest needs, but I, I still think it's something like. Do you get someone else that's, you know, I don't even know who the who the right pick would be in that scenario, but but I do find that interesting. I, I saw some Chiefs fans on Twitter mention that. Like, do you need another guy, or do you just kind of like, you know, I mean, you know, you've got these guys like Hardman who mm-hmm. have proven they can make the big plays and stuff. I don't think that's the difference between the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl, but um, still, you know, I, I find that, that discussion interesting at least. Yeah. This team and another one at the top of our list, at least in terms of Super Bowl favorites, it's, it's hard to find too many drastic needs. It's like they, unlike the Bengals where you, you really think they probably have to figure out their offensive line to get back to that kind of spot. The chiefs are right there with their current group. A couple of things go differently and they're playing in their third straight Super Bowl. I mean, that's how ridiculous Mahomes in this offense is. And obviously, as we talked about, they fixed up that offensive line, uh, to a, a large extent, you know, keeping Orlando Brown there will be really big uh, i don't know they could tag him i guess if, if they, that long-term deal didn't work out i think they'll find a way to make that happen though so then at that point yeah on the offensive side i think you're exactly right uh with, with receiver right? as much as some of these secondary guides like pringle have performed well at times i don't you, you definitely notice the difference between this chiefs team when you still have tyreek and travis kelsey and first of all those guys the you know the health of them has been pretty miraculous over the years if one of them goes down at any point it is harder to see and we just saw it in the super with the Rams with Odell down how important it 
is to have two guys like that that can really open up the middle of the field and open up all sorts of things for their other players. Um, I do think that third player, though, especially if one of those guys ever goes down for a couple games or just in general, you saw what Sammy Watkins brought for them for years. And uh, that position, that possession type of wide receiver, I think there's a number of guys at affordable uh, deals. We talked about Juju on the last podcast. I don't know. There's a number of names that could probably fill in pretty well there and would love to play there. That's a team that uh, we talk about the Bengals wanting to play for Joe Burrow. I, I think you could say the same thing even uh, to, to more of an extent with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm sure a lot of guys would love to play in that offense. So I think, yeah, on that side of the ball, that's definitely their biggest need. Obviously, on defense, there's a number of needs. It's kind of been the, the case, though, for years. And they're, the Chiefs are a perfect example of you still being able to win games if you don't have the, a top-end defense, if your offense is good enough. Um, the edge rusher, uh, you know, they outside of Chris Jones in general, I know he's he just needs a little more help in the interior or two outside of him i mean if they could just build up any number of names i know melvin ingram filled in pretty well at times but that's definitely a need for me you know the tyron matthew thing is interesting in terms of whether he'll come back i think as we've seen uh teams going to too high way more and just the way that safeties are getting way more responsibility over the last couple years uh with with coverages and just how they help to dissect different things and set everyone up i think that's an interesting spot for them there are some other safeties that are interesting that they could fill in there but i think tyron i mean keeping him is going to be really big for them um but again their defense they have a number of things where they play uh, spots where they can improve obviously Uh, it's not like the offense where it's like only one plug in one maybe one more uh physical big receiver that can win one-on-one matchups uh and man coverage like that kind of thing could really open up their uh scheme a bit more um you maybe would have seen a different uh outcome against the Bengals obviously they they ran the ball pretty well in that game and overall have run the ball uh pretty fine so I'm not too concerned about running back um but yeah it's a again it's a you're really having to pick your spots here for a team like this because they have so much talent obviously they'd want to improve in a lot of spots but they really don't need every one of these things um I I do think though that that receiver like you mentioned I think that could really elevate their offense back to a a point uh, where they don't have the fluctuations uh, as they have maybe at certain points in this past season where they're trying to struggle to figure things out yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the Chiefs and the Bills right now are probably, and I don't know, I haven't checked the odds, but I, I assume yep. these are the two two teams at the top in, mm-hmm. in terms of favor to win the Super Bowl. And I, I think it's, I mean, I guess like if you have the discussion about the Chiefs and you compare that, let's say we talk about the wide receiver to the to the Bills, you've got your superstar, you know, Stephon Diggs, but you've also had someone like Gabriel Davis who's really yeah. stepped up. I mean, I think you got to feel pretty confident about where he's at. Um Cole Beasley, he—I mean, I, is he a is he a free agent this year? I'm trying don't to think. Don't think of what so. His, well, let me, let me don't check think so. See, but but even then, you know, I don't know. Like, how old is Cole Beasley now? Like, is he? Oh um, man, he's got to be in his. He's 32. We're almost 33. See, gosh, I feel like I feel like he's like 40. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize he was only. That's really not as old as I thought. So, um, you know, he's, I wonder too. He's got one more year. Okay, so he's still got one year left. But I, but I wonder, too, about, you know, that is another scenario. You mentioned there are some similarities probably between the Chiefs and the Bills, that they just are not – there's a reason these two teams are favored. They don't have a lot of weaknesses, I think. And um, I guess when you try to find them on the Bills, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's hard for me to, to find many weaknesses with this Bills team in terms of where they sit right now. So I, I don't know if that's kind of a scenario, too. Maybe you just try to find another, you know, big playmaker. But, I mean – even like Dawson Knox has stepped up at tight end. Yeah. I mean, we know what 
you know, running backs are capable of. And, um, I mean, again, you, you have a running back at quarterback, so it's not like you're you're kind of in a scenario where I just – I look at this team up and down. I'm like, I know they've got, they're going to have some decisions to make roster-wise, but, man, they are – I don't know. Like, when you compare the Bills to the Chiefs right now, I, I wonder. Like, you know, do you put the Bills ahead of the Chiefs at this point just based on what we know now? Now, obviously, a lot of that's going to change mm-hmm. um, in the offseason, but I, I find it pretty fascinating. They're a slight favorite over the Chiefs. So right now, yeah, the oh, Bills are the, okay. the top uh, Super Bowl favorite at plus 700, Chiefs 750, and then the next one is the Rams at plus 1,200. So decent drop-off after those top two. Everyone, we're all thinking about that game of the year and all the yeah. things those quarterbacks can do. And, yeah, having the same kind of conversation, even for the Rams and Bengals, there's more question marks than Buffalo and Kansas City. Um, not you know Maybe not a quarterback necessarily, but the, the rest of the roster. And especially the Bills are so well-rounded. That's why I think, as you're mentioning, they're, they're slight – uh, favorite here um they, yeah on offense i mean gabriel davis man i didn't realize that he's only going to be 23 this next year it's yeah. ridiculous and he's on a ridiculously team-friendly contract eventually they'll probably have to on his rookie deal they'll probably have to extend him over time but he's only slated to make a, like, or have a cap hit a little over a million in the next two seasons which is mm. ridiculous wow. um but uh, that helps him out because there are a team that has some uh, cap things to find out uh, figure out i'm sure they're going to be able to to create space fine as uh, cap supposed to you know be going up the next couple of years so they'll be able to spread things out over the over time i'd say on you know their offensive line by the end of the year was uh, solidified but they, it wasn't a unit that all season was perfect uh, maybe could not a team that still philosophically is going to want to run the ball a ton but they still when they need to it would be nice to not always have josh allen have to be the bulldozer getting one two yards for them so that's something maybe to look at i think on their defensive side i mean they for they were one of the best secondaries in the league they're you know statistically the past uh, best pass defense in the nfl but they had at times a, a kind of a weakness of, uh, with their run defense. You see games in the regular season against the, the Pats, even when they beat them in the second matchup in the regular season, the, the Patriots ran all over them. The Colts dominated the Bills in the middle of the season. That's one spot where, I mean, that's the way that teams have previously beaten Kansas City. It's not a, it's not a crazy uh, philosophy against these teams with these great quarterbacks to try to control the clock, control the wear down the defense limit the number of total possessions and and keep the other guy off the field maybe get them a little rusty there so that kind of yeah they could probably you know try to work on their uh run defense uh definitely something to be focused on at at cornerback um levi wallace slated to be a free agent you know trey davis white had his uh, torn acl will he be back uh, at his full kind of 100 percent self i think those kind of things are important to keep that defense at the same level. I don't know if their defense is going to stay as dominant. We've seen them fluctuate even in the last few years, like 2019, they were dominant in 2021. Again, the number one DVOA defense, but they had a bit of a off year in 2020. They still made the conference title game uh, because the offense was so amazing. I think the offense will probably be even better than its 10th DVOA finish a year ago. Um, Yeah, it's the same with the Chiefs. Like you look at these teams are so balanced and it's like, yes, could they improve the offensive line a bit? Could they add a playmaker here or there? Um, could they improve their run defense? Those things are all exist, and maybe another pass rusher too would help. We'll see. I mean, they have a lot of guys that they've invested in, and Russo and Epineza and Boogie Basham, and guys that could eventually uh, make a bigger impact. But I think that's um, that's the where they're at, though. And they're still, you know, they have had some more turnover with coaches, obviously losing Dable. 
and then the, also the, their assistant GM going to New York. So um, those kind of things long term might have a bigger impact. But right now they're still they're still right there. Uh, I, I know Bills fans still feel like they maybe were the best team last year, um, and a couple things go their way. Maybe it's a different team holding the Lombardi Trophy, but I still think they're going to be right there next year. And um, not a ton of needs, uh, but defensive line maybe just a little bit is one area where you see how. Uh, dominant um, what the Rams were able to do in the Super Bowl and how important that can be when you get to these some of these playoff games where you can just really shut down a top quarterback if you're able to get to him. Well, let's talk about the other um, AFC team that probably is, uh, again, not right there with those teams. But before we get to the, the NFC contenders for the Rams, the Ravens are a team mm-hmm. we talked about a lot this past season who, you know, just as we said, what, what do you say about the Ravens with all the injuries? There's just... We, we, I think we like we couldn't call them disappointing because it's like yeah. the injuries. There's nothing you can do. I mean, it's just kind of one of those deals. But you still have to believe that probably the bulk, I guess, of the Ravens' work this offseason season will be on the defensive side. Um, again, I guess you know even with some of the injuries and such. But uh, I do wonder kind of what things look like for them and and where they go in in that regard because you know this is a team like we said it's it's so hard to have a lot of takeaways or really even kind of even remember what the expectations were (laughs) i mean like i'm thinking about like what were even our expectations for the ravens uh at full strength because you know even then it was not a team that you know felt like that they had that next gear i guess um best way to put it but i do wonder if maybe that's the focus for them we know there's always room for improvement on offense but um, I do wonder if, if defensively there's there's some some significant moves that need to be made there as well. Yeah, that defense that was so great for many years kind of aged out, and some of the replacements didn't perform as well. Um, in terms of the Ravens overall, we include yeah include them here because they had actually they slightly are have better odds to win next year's Super Bowl than the Bengals. So they're they're the seventh team on this on this list of um, based on the odds for next year. And I think yeah, a lot of people expect them to bounce back with all those all the injuries that they they suffered and what Lamar can do. I, yeah, um, in terms of their biggest need it, it, it on the defensive side, I know they had some guys out with. On the secondary, some of those guys will be hopefully be back. I think it's the defense line and specifically pass rushing. Last year, the, the stat um, really sticks out. They ranked 25th in pass uh, and pressure rate despite blitzing at the league's seventh highest rate. That's from Bill Barnwell from ESPN. So I mean, they they're blitzing and they couldn't get to the quarterback that's a recipe for disaster you see teams uh two of the uh, the quarterbacks that had the best numbers against the blitz in the entire nfl are the ones that played in the super bowl last year joe burrow and and matthew stafford and we saw what in the in those games against the ravens how joe just picked them apart uh when they brought pressure and obviously some dbs that probably wouldn't be playing in that game if they weren't for the covid list and injuries but um that, that has to be a big big need for me i if they can figure that out um and, and really add to that spot that's a big need for them i still think they have uh some maybe holes to fill on their offensive line a little bit um things that uh, they used to be so strong there but again guys that have signed elsewhere have been traded elsewhere Orlando Brown and just guys that have aged out it's it's they haven't replenished that kind of group the same way um but I do think their offense will just in general be better (laughs) with with better expected health and um and different things and hopefully uh really that won't be as much of a issue with covid we'll find out uh, things have always changed with that you can't have any expectations there but um 
that should help on that side. I think it's really defense. They need to reload and invest there, um, and, and that should be their focus. And uh, you know, you always want to fill out needs on, along your uh, back end of your defense in the secondary. But I think those needs will partially be filled out by just guys coming back. I think it's really the defensive line and pass rusher in particular. They need a star there because right now, the, what they put out there a year ago um, with you know the last few years they've lost. Guys have been stars elsewhere, Matthew Judon, Zadarius Smith, and they just haven't uh, been able to replace those guys in the production, whether it be because of injuries or just uh, performance by the guys they put out there. All right, let's find the teams that are going to take down your Rams next season. (laughs) Um, And There's three of them here. The 49ers, Packers, Cowboys are on that list as well, as you said, the top eight teams. So let's start with the Niners. We know who are right there as well. Um, I mean, I think we know where things are going to start with the Niners. Like, it's – what what does the quarterback situation look like next season i think is still uh, we always say i mean there's just so many unknowns you can't predict mm-hmm. and how is that going to play out i mean that's certainly the starting point um after that i know dylan you've got uh cornerback on our list here i think that's also a pretty yeah it's pretty obvious one i feel like just you know we've talked about sort of um you know that secondary especially at corner last year and um you, you wonder about that so those those make sense to me i mean it's again we we know the quarterback position can change everything depending on what happens there but um if you're gonna look beyond that uh, i think uh cornerback's a, a good spot to start yeah um as you yeah obviously at the end of the day quarter uh quarterback's always going to be the biggest thing but yeah the secondary was the one weaker part they, the spine of their defense through the back i think even with the safeties uh, the linebackers obviously fred warner one of the best in the game our defensive line really really impressive what uh demarco Demarco ryans was able to do with that unit this year with some of the guys they've you know over the uh past few seasons they've lost um uh, trading to forrest buckner and different things like that which uh this year you didn't notice him being gone as much other guys beyond just bosa uh, uh, nick bosa was able to an arm set able to fill in and really dominate so i think it's uh on their defense it's just we talked about it throughout the season corner was definitely a weakness they don't have a number one shutdown guy they rely on that pass rush so much and if they can't get home uh, teams are able to start picking them apart we see that even at the end of their bengals 49ers game in the regular season when they started uh, bringing more guys to protect joe burrow he's able to alleviate the pressure a bit with his own movement and the pocket and uh, ended up starting to find guys wide open down the field and uh, it's just the one part of that defense that, you know, w- with Richard Sherman uh, previous years was when they made the Super Bowl a couple years back, helped fill in there. And some other guys that have uh, Verrett uh, for a little bit was a pretty solid player there, obviously, with all his injury different, uh, issues and different things. That's been a struggle. So, but yeah, on defense, that's the one spot. Otherwise, I mean, there's, uh, especially with Ryan's coming back at defensive coordinator, t- I, I'm disappointed that no other team hired him. I would have loved <laughs> for the Niners to lose uh, their defensive coordinator back to back years. Didn't happen. Uh, but uh, that defense. Defense, I think, has a potential to be potential to be just dominant, and that really makes it uh, the quarterback part. Uh, obviously, still very important. Still, you could argue sometimes that uh, with how Garoppolo played down the stretch, I know he was injured, but that they might have probably were going to be in the Super Bowl if yeah they can uh, relied on him a bit more and got a bit more out of him on some of those drives in that last game. And even you know if they had lost to the Packers, you would have looked at some of the the inept uh, issues with that passing game and that game as being a problem. Um, but yeah, quarterback, I. Yeah, there's so many rumors. Of, I mean, at one point we have people talking about Aaron Rodgers as if the Packers would ever trade him to San Francisco. I know the Tom Brady yeah. stuff was out there for a bit. Um, at the end of the day, I think I know more recently Ian Rappaport said that they're not for sure going to trade Garoppolo if they're maybe that 
Uh, I still think Trey Lance, maybe Trey Lance will start more next year, but they still don't know if he's for sure the guy they need, uh, that they can just rely on off the bat and, and without a, another guy there. So depending on what tr- trade package they get for Jimmy, if they don't like it enough, they could keep him there. But obviously, if they could improve at quarterback, that might just happen by Trey Lance um, being, you know, at times his yards per attempt were pretty good in the snaps he had for the Niners this year. And you see the see the talent. I think just uh, – and the thing is with Kyle Shanahan, they're calling plays and what they're able to do in the run game. That's going to set him up for success. So, yeah, the Niners are definitely a team that, I you know, I almost picked them to win the division last year and ended up picking the Rams. Obviously, they uh, – and they almost – they still beat them twice in the regular season and almost beat them a third time in that NFC title game. I think they're, yeah, just as scary as anyone in this conference, just as ready to – if they just figure it out uh, under uh, center with their quarterback, I think that's going to be the biggest thing. But even with that – with a quarterback that's in that middle range – and not one of the top guys. I think this team is going to be able to contend if they just shore up their secondary, particular corner a bit, as we've it's kind of been a theme the last couple of years and still remains the case. Well, we talked about the Bengals and an obvious need. Uh, let's move on to the Packers, who I think are right there. Uh, I don't know how many times have we talked about this in recent years. I mean, clearly the Packers' wide receiver position is something that, um, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be back, that's <laughs> – it has to be addressed, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. Um, you know, Devontae Adams, and you would expect, you know, certainly they'll, they'll figure something out with his contract and everything, but um, everything else, I just think there's, there's a lot to be desired there. So uh, you would have to believe that is at the top of the board, again, because in doing that, uh, who knows when Aaron Rodgers, whatever the fallout is, when all this happens, the timeline or anything like that. But um, I have to believe that is <laughs> – that is right there top of mind if you're the Packers right now yeah uh, 100% I mean you want to have if he's going to come back he's going to want to feel good about the group he has of weapons I think along the offensive line uh, right tackle is one spot that in particular they could improve on but otherwise yeah it's got to be the 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 targets beyond Devontae Adams and keeping him is so important just in general I I think if Aaron comes back they should be able to figure it out I know the cap is a big issue there it's going to cause issues on their defense that they're going to have to uh, figure out maybe you don't say it's the biggest need as we keep talking about with how if the team's top five offense so you can mix up for a lot of things I do think if they cut Cedarius Smith to create cap space uh, it's going to be really hard to to keep uh, bring Campbell back at linebacker after his incredible season as an all pro after basically getting signed after no one else really wanted him um yeah it's good it's got to be a receiver and uh, i think it was on twitter someone today pointed out t higgins was drafted after um jordan love a couple of years ago and it's like man just imagine the packers offense if they had t in there uh, alongside uh Devontae adams not obviously the case so um uh, another place where i'm sure a lot of receivers uh, depending on how the market uh, turns out that could look at Green Bay and think that's the spot they want to go play. Um, even if it's for a year, if, if Aaron's only guaranteed they'll be there for one more year, you can make see that happen. I think a lot of, again, not trying to always draft for the for need and um, necessarily when you can address it in free agency. I, there is just there's just so many talented receivers in this class. Um, I think with any number of one of the, even if it's not the first pick the Packers take, they should have some possible playmaking options there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, they they definitely you know I think that partially sometimes it's Aaron trusting the guys he did have. You saw at times Lazard was pretty solid. It's not gonna we'll see if they're able to. I think he's a restricted free agent this year. Uh, should be able to bring him back, but um uh, th- yeah there was some shortcomings especially with mvs down in the in the game against the niners you see that deep threat gone but just having a true number two receiver i mean you look at the the packers offense um going back to early in rogers years starting and that just the number of receivers they used to have was 
just ridiculous. I mean, what, like looking back now, it's like, man, they had Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, uh, James Jones, uh, Donald Driver all together. And it's like, what the heck? Like, these are all like <laughs> number one, two guys. And you see what, even in a much different scheme that they have, what Aaron can do. And it's just, you'd love to see him have a, another top weapon um, alongside that current group. But outside of that, yeah, defense, just because of the cap, they're in a, they're in a spot where I don't think they can create quite as much cap space as teams like the Rams uh, with three structures, um, a lot of dead money coming off the Rams in particular helping there. So, so those things are tough, but I mean, they, if, if Aaron's going to commit, obviously everything changes if, if he doesn't, but um, at, at this point I'm operating under the assumption he's coming back. We'll see uh, if, if maybe by the time this podcast comes out, who knows any day we could be hearing about that. It just feels like things are kind of leaning that way from the way the reporting is the way he's talked on Pat McAfee show and just different quotes from him about the organization and the players and uh, some of the, they brought back, I uh, forget the Tom Clement, I think one of their old coaches that he was a big fan of. So everything's kind of pointing that he'll be back. Um, so now figuring out how to fill in the, the kind of missing gap there to make sure they don't have um Yet another disappointing playoff uh, exit because that's been too much of a theme. If they bring it back, I mean, even more pressure. We thought there was a ton of pressure this last season. If he stays for one more year again, then that same pressure is just going to keep building and building, and it's going to be really crucial that they have that that guy when Devontae's taken away that they're able to go to. All right, and let's finish up with the Cowboys. Um, you know, a team that's certainly disappointed, I think, in how last season ended, losing to the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um Seems like the most of the, the the everything's pointing towards uh, maybe the lines being a big focus, not the lions, but the lines for the Cowboys. Uh, perhaps both sides uh, finding some ways to, to upgrade there may be an option for the Cowboys this off season. Uh, but I mean, as we know, I mean it's an interesting team with with how they're they're made up. I mean, we thought that there was you know a good chance they could certainly make a deep run last season. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen, but. Um, yeah, so I think th- they're an interesting one to look at and see which direction they go. Because we always say, you never know with Jerry Jones which direction they're going to go <laughs> in. Um, you know, they may see someone and they just, you know, go draft another receiver. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what what, what we kind of get from the Cowboys. Man, yeah. it's uh, They're a team that, that's definitely going to be one I'll be following this all offseason. We talk about the NFC being so wide open. And it's like if you're a Cowboys fan all these years of – not getting to the conference title game, not having a, a Super Bowl run. You feel like the opening was there this year, and it's still going to be there next year. And it's going to be so crucial they figure out some of these things. I mean, they they had a, a really you know surprisingly strong uh, defense as we talked about. I think safety that's one uh, position that has been brought up that they could definitely improve upon. It's unclear whether some of the guys they've had will be back. A lot of guys going to uh, hitting free agency there. Uh, man, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to have a guy like Tyron Matthew. That was one that Bill Barnwell had pointed out previously as a possible target. I don't know um, if the Chiefs are going to let him go, but that's one spot to look at on that side of the ball. On offense, I mean, they their offensive line – could use uh, some reinforcements. It isn't the same dominant group that it had been uh, for years and years. Uh, you know, um, statistically, obviously, they have all the, the playmakers you could want. There's some questions of guys will be back. We've talked about Gallup last uh, in the last episode, uh, likely going to get a bigger contract elsewhere. We'll see how that all uh, turns out. But even if they're able to things work out with the cap and they're able to figure out Amari Cooper. I know he was a possible trade candidate mentioned sometimes. I haven't heard anything too much on that front. Uh, any, any reading any reports or rumors anywhere from the libel sources, at least. Um, but they should have the talent again on offense. Uh, as long as you have Dak, those playmakers and you shore up that line a little bit. Um, uh, guys like Tony Pollard that are a lot of fun to watch behind even Zeke. 
yeah, they're, uh, they're, they should be right in that mix. But I think on defense, for all the good things they did do, I think having uh, improving at safety um, probably could use another corner alongside Trayvon Diggs. Um, uh, but, the, yeah, just a few needs on defense. I, again, I know they rank so high there. I just think their offense, even last, even two years ago when they didn't make the playoffs, um, they had a, one of the top DVOA offenses um, until Dak went out, obviously, and that changed everything for them and even previous seasons they've always ranked they've really ranked consistently high there for years now and he just uh, i know the defense um was second behind buffalo which is crazy in dvoa but it's hard to expect that to stay so i really think they need to just keep doubling down on that keep making sure they figure that side of the ball out. i think on offense they have enough talent to get it done um just uh man yeah it's, i'm sure they also like a lot of these fan bases only the wild card round but um like we mentioned like the bills and different teams that look at this past season as a missed opportunity i'm sure with the schedule strength they had they're still going to play in one of the weaker divisions uh you think in the in the conference at least in the league well i guess actually the nfc south right now who knows what's going to go on there but yeah. um outside of that i still think yeah a few spots on defense shore those up maybe a little bit of offensive line help and dallas should be uh, there's they uh, should have the expectation to to be division winners as just a bare minimum. I think they, they need to set their sights on uh, going to the Super Bowl this year because, I mean, there are teams that are contenders, as we mentioned, as we've talked about this episode, um, but they should view themselves as one of those top teams that has a chance to go all the way and um, figuring those needs out and figuring it all out um, with Jerry, as you mentioned, always the wild card there, and that's the scary thing, yeah. but um, it's worked out pretty well for them uh, picking the best player in the draft uh, when guys like CeeDee Lamb fall in their lap, so we'll see how it goes uh, in this draft, too. Yep. Well, there's some thoughts, like we said, just on sort of the teams that are projected to be, you know, near the top of, of each conference. And, um, you know, certainly that'll that'll certainly change probably with some of these teams based on if, if any of the others outside of this can make some big moves in the all season. And, of course, we'll keep talking about that here on the podcast uh, moving forward. But uh, for now, Dylan, got everything covered uh, heading into this wild off season in the NFL um nba baseball if uh it's ever back at this point uh let everybody know where they can find all that at clutch points yeah by the time you listen to this we might know if opening day is going to be delayed for <laughs> baseball whenever the baseball season starts you can follow those games in the clutch points app all nba action as well going to have a ton of college basketball betting coverage coming up for the tournament and the conference tournament so a lot of good stuff going there um on the nfl side yeah tons of we, we've been breaking down series of we already did our biggest need series for every team in the league major fixes for the top contenders similar stuff that we talked about here so that stuff's all on clutch points if you go to the nfl section and search uh, fixes or uh, needs and all those things in the in the search bar there they, they should pop up those uh, articles a lot more we've looked at the best landing spots for every free agent on the top guys uh, it won't be too long until we start looking at the at the draft so i uh, know we have fun on this podcast doing our mock draft stuff and talking about those things probably wait a little bit longer here trying to spread it out just a bit free agency still fresh we got the combine this week uh so all that coverage of all those things all the uh, stuff today was more about i guess like host cities for future drafts like detroit green bay washington considered finalists we covered that um, for future nfl drafts um the teams are going to be hosting the international games i'm hoping the rams as a road team get to play maybe in in germany against the bucks uh all those things have been announced we've been covering all that looking at all those uh, fun stuff and hopefully we'll get some jersey news eventually i think the rams are supposed to actually have another alternate jersey coming out this season i have no idea when oh, but something that we'll definitely have covered and we might have to depending on how many teams i don't know if everyone's going to rebrand like they did it was uh, not last offseason but the <laughs> yeah. one before we had a lot of fun with that but whenever those jerseys come out uh that, that should be a fun episode to, to kind of look at our favorites again yeah that was fun um and i think still the chargers and rams 
I think they had our top two spots, I want to say. And Rams might have been uh, a bit lower Was it? First. I don't remember what we said. Maybe it was. Uh, I, the Rams one's grew on me, but yeah. the Chargers were still number one, and that hasn't changed, yeah. in my opinion. But uh, we will see on that. But, yes, yeah, check everything out at Clutch Points, and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Establish Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time here on Establish Pass.